On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Wednesday, November 17th, Ian Cameron, uh, Andrew McGinnis uh, with me today on this Wednesday edition, uh, ready to break down the uh, Wednesday card with just three games tonight, which is pretty much usual Wednesday is a lighter night of NHL action. Uh, Let's look back first, though, on Tuesday night, which was not a light night of action. Lots of games, lots of interesting uh, results. Uh, we'll start off with, of course, uh, a lot of us like Florida. It was my best bet on yesterday's Ice Guys show, Florida, uh, in regulation. Andrew liked Florida uh, a lot yesterday as well. In fact, he mentioned it on Monday that he'd be looking to uh, go against the Islanders not once but twice uh, in this little Florida two-step uh, to wrap up this just absolute gauntlet of a road trip they've had uh, to begin the season. And uh, much like the Tampa Bay game on Monday night, it looked like the New York Islanders just lacking uh, that extra burst in their stride. It looked like they were stuck in mud, skating in mud, skating in quicksand. Chains are stuck to their skates. You know, whatever word you wanted to use. But it's just it's just human nature. When you've been on the road for as long as they have, you're talking about 14, 15 road games to begin the year. And just looking forward to getting back home to Long Island, the New York area, and ready for that first home game on Saturday, UBS Arena, brand new facility when they take on the Calgary Flames. So uh, very interesting to see uh, how they play Saturday. And certainly you would think uh, excited to get back home. And uh, last night just uh, ran up against a Florida team that was rested. They hadn't played since Saturday, coming off four straight losses. You kind of figured you were going to get a really great, strong 60-minute concerted effort and performance from the Panthers, and they delivered just that with a 6-1 to win over the New York Islanders. Uh, we saw Philadelphia with a 2-1 overtime win against Calgary. Great hockey game. It was one of those games that James Duthie of TSN wouldn't think is a good hockey game because it didn't have any <laughs> goals in it, but it had great pace, great chances. Back and forth it went. The goaltending from Hart and uh, Markstrom was terrific in that game, and of course they get the uh, overtime winner, 2-1. to one. Great hockey game uh, between the uh, Flames and the uh, Flyers, uh, and of course uh, in overtime, Cam Atkinson getting the winner for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers there. The Buffalo Sabres, in fact, a couple of upsets. I'll talk about them both here at once. Buffalo and Arizona. I think the consensus worst teams potentially uh, in each conference, certainly Arizona is going to be the worst team in the Western Conference, Uh, and both of them rise up as almost in Buffalo's case, they were plus 220 uh, underdogs. Arizona plus 260 in a lot of spots, and they both rise up and they get the uh, shocking upset Buffalo 2-1 to one over Pittsburgh, although Dustin Tokarski, they got to take him out for a steak dinner after that game uh, last night uh, because he was absolutely outstanding for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Multiple chances 
uh, to win that game, or at least tie that game, I should say, Pittsburgh. Uh, and he thwarted them each and every time. Great uh, win, though, for Buffalo, mostly because of their goaltender. It was like a 40-shot uh, night for Pittsburgh, but couldn't find the back of the net. They're now 0-2 with Sidney Crosby back. Uh, go figure, uh, this uh, Panthers yeah. team. And Arizona beat St. Louis. Uh, huge upset there, 3-2. Uh, now we're going to see if Arizona can win two in a row. That's something they haven't done, and we've talked about that. Will one win lead to another for Arizona? I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> they've got uh, to show that they can win two in a row, and they'll have that uh, opportunity against Columbus uh, tomorrow night at home. So, uh, But good win for Arizona there. Uh, what else do we see last night? San Jose, another uh, bit of a surprise. Plus 160 underdog. They beat Minnesota 4-1. to one. I had a piece of the over in that game, and I know so did Alex, and uh, tough one. Tons of chances with the empty net. Dean Evison did what we wanted him to do, pull the goalie down three, but didn't get that goal we needed. And San Jose 4-1, give James Reimer credit, continues to play well in net for the Sharks, uh, and uh, the, did great job by the Sharks to really neutralize a Minnesota team that had been uh, scoring goals in bunches on home ice. Dallas beats Detroit 5-2. Uh, we saw Anaheim keep it rolling against Washington. Anaheim, two overtime win. They just keep on going. Uh, another win to add to the win streak uh, going into this one. Uh, absolutely outstanding uh, so far uh, from this uh, Anaheim team. Uh, again, and it's Trevor Zegras now. We talked about how Terry's been the guy you've wanted to back in terms of props lately. Well, now Zegras is maybe beat that guy down. Four goals in the last two minutes for him, and we know he's an ultra talent. But Ian, he's just a, and Terry's still a lockdown. I mean, that is just, yep. you know how sometimes I, I come on here and I'm like, man, why didn't I do this? Yep. I think that's got to be all of us as hockey bettors. How are we all not betting? I did yesterday, minus 130, Troy Terry to get a point, and he got involved in the very first uh, goal of the game. Yep. 15 straight games. 15 straight games. Yep. And he's a minus 130 to get a point. Pretty cool, yep. man. I mentioned that on yesterday's show uh, to, to get a point in Troy Terry, which came in. And a couple good goal scorer prop winners again uh, for me yesterday. Kako came through. Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, came through uh, as goal scorer prop winners. So I had a couple of – someone mentioned Jordan Cairo in the chat, and he's uh, scored for the St. Louis Blues. So, again, we find these goals – we seem to at least have a couple goal scorer prop winners every day now for like the last week. So it's been a really good run. And then and we're not talking plus 100, plus 110. We're talking like plus 250, plus 300 prices that we're cashing in with some of these. So it's been a nice run with the goal scorer props. Uh, briefly, a couple more. Uh, Carolina 4-2 win against Vegas. Kind of thought that Carolina would win that game. I didn't lay the price, but did like the over, and it got there. Same with the over in the Winnipeg game. But I thought the Oilers would do a little bit more offensively. They did not, and that's pretty surprising. Edmonton was uh, as poor as they were last night. They were pretty much outplayed. Winnipeg a 5-2 win. That was the first time for Edmonton to play Winnipeg since they got swept in the playoffs last year. So to see the Oilers not have a better uh, performance on the ice against that Jets team last night was kind of surprising. But give Winnipeg credit. Defended well. Hellebuck was good. And the Jets get a 5-2 win uh, over the Oilers last night. So that was last night's action. Andrew, any thoughts overall on what we saw on Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I talked enough really about the Islanders, their road trip. Uh, had some fun tweeting about it. Happy to get a big winner there with uh, with the Panthers and regulation there. But uh, yeah, the Coyotes, you know, they, they, they keep on keeping on. Uh, they're staying competitive, you know. Um, Philadelphia, uh, somebody in the, the live chat last week was getting at me about uh, being rough on them. Look, they're, they're playing some good hockey. Um, Cam Atkinson has been a good, um, you know, piece to them, and they have been able to, 
get it done. So there's lots of good games. Anaheim is a team that I was not high on start the season. And uh, I mentioned before, you always have to be adjusting your, your rankings and the way you think about certain teams. They've played well. And I think one of the biggest things is, is that uh, the color commentaries are always saying that the, when they talk to the coaches, the coaches always say, we have a great mix of vets and youth. And I would say, you know, out of a lot of teams, they do have that, you know, great younger players, lots of great older players, you know, so that's awesome. Uh, you know, Montreal Canadiens, it's, it's been horrible for them. I mean, uh, Brendan Gallagher, he gets, he gets, he takes a lot of punishment. We all know it last year in the playoffs, the amount of times he got punched in the face or something happened to him. Cross he keeps going to the front of the net and taking more yeah. punishment though. But that's yesterday with the Barkley Goodrow one, three minutes to go in the game, you're down one goal. You sucker punch somebody. I don't care that he flopped and the guy dove around on the ice. It's still something you cannot do as a leader on the team. Um, disappointed myself for not taking the plus one and a half there, but sometimes I just can't, I can't take a plus one and a half minus one forty. I don't like doing that stuff. It's just, it's a long-term, long I think, term, a losing a bet. bet because the yeah. empty net can always break your back. And then, uh, no, I would never be interested in a plus one. If it's plus one and a half, even money, minus 110, minus yeah. 120 once in a while. That's as high as I'll go with that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I thought it was a pretty good night last night in the NHL. And uh, it was one of those nights where I, I thought I saw the board pretty well. But the only official bet that I played uh, was that Florida wager. So on to tonight, man, three games. Absolutely. On to tonight. Three games indeed. We'll start with, uh, uh, as we uh, go along here, we'll start with Colorado and Vancouver uh, in this one. Uh, should be interesting. The Vancouver Canucks, the Vultures are circling there right now in Van City. It has not been uh, a very, very good run for this team, uh, and they'll be looking to at least try and bounce back tonight uh, at home. Colorado minus 160 road favorite, six the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, the team's defensive play has totally fallen off a cliff during this uh Home, uh, this road swing that they've gone through, Colorado, Vegas, Anaheim, five goals plus for all three teams, 19 goals combined against Vancouver uh, in the last three games. So uh, they have had their issues defensively uh, big time uh, during this run. We'll see if they can correct it. Not surprising when they're giving up seven, seven and five uh, in the last three games that uh, all three games have gone over the total. Uh, Colorado's gone over the total in four straight games. And look at the numbers they're putting up. They've scored uh, four-plus goals in four of their last five games. They just handed Vancouver a 7-1 to drubbing uh, last week in Denver. This is a revenge situation for Vancouver. Are they good enough to, 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 to avenge that loss, though, is the big question. Now, there are still a lot of injuries for the uh, Colorado Avalanche going into this game. Confer's out now for about a month. McKinnon, we know, is still going to miss some time. Bowen Byram. On the blue lines also out. So, you know, they've been able to win and play well. You know, two straight wins with all these key players out of the lineup. They beat Vancouver handily. They took it to San Jose 6-2. to two, And we just saw San Jose beat Minnesota uh, on the road last night. So you got to give this Avalanche team credit. I'd lean to them in regulation and the over here. at the Lukewarm opinions on this game because part of me thinks, though, with the injuries for Va Colorado, Vancouver, desperation mode. They just got totally embarrassed. Last week in Denver by this Avalanche team, you got to think at some point, you know, they're going to end up you know, wanting to respond and turn this thing around and get back on track. But you know, it's 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 everything's on the table right now for Vancouver. You're seeing Francesco Aquilini, the owner of the Canucks, speaking to Jim Benning, the general manager. You wonder what that's all about. Apparently, Benning's job is safe. It's not. Hey, we're going to fire him. It's about mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on 
How can we fix what's going on here with the Vancouver Canucks? That's, I think, what the meeting is between the ownership group uh, and the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. But, you know, there is definitely a a talent on this team. And uh, there is something I want to point out, because even though Vancouver struggled, they've been losing games. They have still been scoring goals in a few of these games. And the guy maybe you look at for Vancouver tonight at plus 350, Nils Hoaglander. This guy has really stepped up the last couple games for the Canucks. He has been a impact player. He's been noticeable on the ice, been buzzing around the front of the net. And, of course, that's the place you want to be uh, in order to score goals. So I, I think looking at him at a plus 350 shot to score a goal tonight would be a good thing to look at. He's picked up his play. He's been elevated in the lineup. He's now playing on the second line with Tanner Pearson and JT Miller. You look at the last few games for um Niels Hoaglander on the ice. He has had six shots on goal and scored the only Vancouver goal against Anaheim and against Vegas, five shots on goal, two goals in that game. And against Colorado, he scored uh, as well. So three consecutive games with a goal. He's shooting the puck a lot. And you can get this guy plus 350. Yeah, it's a great price for a guy up there in the lineup, too. He's not, it's not, we're not talking about a guy that's a fourth line player. You know, this is a guy up there in the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. That is a bet for me, uh, for sure. Uh, Niels Hoaglander, plus 350, uh, goal scorer prop tonight in this game. Uh, I'm going to have small bets, Colorado in regulation, and a little bit to the over. Because, look, there's only so much you can go on. i got to go by what I've seen. The Vancouver's talking the talk again. Oh, defensively, we got to get better. we got to take care of our own end, take care of our own zone. I heard that same shit after the Colorado game. And Vegas ended up, you know, obliterating them. I heard the same thing going into Anaheim. Same thing. They struggled again to keep the puck out of their own net. And it looks like Colorado, even without McKinnon and now Comfer and some other key players, they're still finding ways to put the puck in the net right now. So uh, I'm looking at Colorado in regulation and over as small bets. And I'm definitely going to be backing Niels Hoaglander here because even with the Vancouver struggles, this guy's been bringing it the last few nights for the Canucks. So uh, that's what I'm looking at in this game. Andrew, your thoughts here, Colorado, Vancouver. Yeah, I, I I like both those plays you're on. I've had a lot of trouble um, when I've doubled up on game side and totals. I think I've DM'd you about that a few times. I don't like usually doing that. Uh, I like the over in this game. You got a Vancouver team that's allowed 19 goals last three games. Uh, a Colorado team that's really starting to figure it out. And figuring it out without their star player, being in the lineup is huge. And it goes to show a lot about this team and what they're able to do. And I think that... If, if I'm McKinnon and I'm on the sideline right now, um, I'm thinking I'm thinking postseason. I'm thinking playoff hunt. I'm thinking this is what my team is doing with me not there. Um, I'm pumped to see what they can do when I'm back in the lineup again. And it's impressive. I will say, though, the, the theory I had about Colorado's defensemen at the start of the season, I still remain with those thoughts. And that thought was pretty much that they're going to continuously jump into the Russian. And on some nights, that's going to result in four, five, six goals because they're adding a fourth forward to the mix. Um, they're jumping into the rush to cause confusion for the opposition. But if you play a team with talent, it can hurt you. And the, and they can go the other way and counterattack, just like in soccer. And one point that I've made over the past couple of weeks, and I, I talked about this with, with, talked about it with you, is that when you're off a road trip, um, and you come back, we used to always say, let's fade that team. But to me, that's mostly when it's a successful road trip, not as much an unsuccessful one. So I feel like we'll get goals from Vancouver as well, but I don't trust their defense to contain this Colorado team. So I like the over six. 
there were five and a half, but they were very, very juiced. Now we're getting like a plus 100 price on the six, and I'll happily take that. I lean towards Colorado, but uh, I, feel, I feel like we could sit back here and see a very entertaining game here on a Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it certainly is it should be entertaining. It should be. You're going to get pretty brisk pace. Vancouver, I think, will step it up with their effort. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. Uh, defensively, they're having issues. And uh, look, uh, even Thatcher Demko, is, uh, he's, he's been great most of the year, but even he's uh, fallen into a little bit of a, a rut here uh, in recent games for this uh, uh, Vancouver team. So uh, keep that in mind. By the way, the lo- line combinations, you're right. Logan O'Connor is definitely, I'm glad someone mentioned him because he's going to get top line duty uh, tonight uh, with um, Rantanen and Landeskog. Uh, on that top line for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And this is now a guy that scored in back-to-back games. He's the one I'd look at for Colorado and probably will bet that as well. Logan O'Connor to score uh, in this one. Uh, you got to go down the board. You can get him around, not as much as um, Hoaglander, but you can get plus 250 with him tonight in this game. Scored in back-to-back games. Going to be on the top line as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sorry to cut you off there. I was going to say it's... um... I did a segment a couple couple days ago about um, prices that I look to bet for NHL props. And to me, I think I'm the last person to ask as far as that goes, because I think it's all preference based. But you've heard me give out McKinnon to score at minus 110 on, on a live video with you guys last year or uh, McDavid at plus one, you know, 100 or something. The fact of the matter is when you get a guy on the top six that's over plus 200, plus 250, I, I believe, uh, yeah, the last show I was with you, I gave out Larkin, plus 220 he scored. I wanted to join the fun with you. You were cashing all kinds of tickets. I had to join you on those. And when you're going to give one of the top players on a team over a plus 200 price, I'm going to give it a look. But it doesn't mean that I won't lay minus you know 110 with a guy to score either or plus 120 because look at Ovechkin and how that's working out for him. You think he deserves a plus 200? <laughs> Definitely not, but he still cashes tickets. And uh, that's been the beauty of the run we've had on the show for my uh, goal scorer props is we're not taking, you know, Ovechkin and Crosby and Matthews and McDavid every night with these prop recommendations. We're going, we're, we're putting in some research. We're looking who's getting elevated minutes, who's going up the lineup, who's mm-hmm. going into a top six role. And you don't see a problem with that, prices. though, do you? Huh? Like, you don't see a problem with giving out Ovechkin every now and then, do you? No, like, of I course mean... not. No, no, no. Yeah. No, absolutely like I said on yesterday's show, I'm never going to tell someone you're so stupid for betting Alex Ovechkin to score. <laughs> yeah, a goal. yeah. You just can't. It's just that you know they're always near the top of the prop board. Yeah. Uh, on the goal score props in their games, Ovechkin with Washington, Matthews with Toronto, uh, McDavid with Edmonton. The obvious picks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're trying to give a little handicapping yeah. strategy and philosophy here with some of these, like Kako last night for the Rangers. We said he's shooting the puck more. He's now getting more minutes. He's in the second line now. He sc- finally scored to break a little slump against um, New Jersey on Sunday night. Maybe that gets a little confidence back for him. Sure enough, what happens? He scores the first goal uh, last night uh, against Montreal. So it's these little nuances of what to look for when betting goal score props value, where they are playing in the lineup, current form. Is it maybe a guy that struggled early in the year and he's finally scoring? And in the case of uh, Hoaglander in this game, yeah, he scored all of a sudden three straight games, shooting the puck more, playing on the second line with Logan O'Connor for Colorado, now playing on the top line tonight with Rantanen and Landeskog. He scored goals in three of the last four games. 
So uh, these are the things you look for. Current form, value in the price, where they're playing in the lineup. Are they in a top six role? Are they going to get the minutes? Are they going to be out on the power play? There's all things you look, I look at anyway for goal scorer props. And hopefully uh, it's helping our viewers and listeners. Special teams is huge. Special teams is huge. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. I think that uh, there's sometimes there's spots. And also, we talk about uh, certain players in baseball that hit better against certain pitchers. Certain players play better against certain goalies or just teams. Some players just do. Uh, and, and we follow that. No doubt. That's like there are there's certain players that just feast against a certain team. How many years for Boston have uh, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, that group, feasted on the Leafs, for instance? I mean, <laughs> there's just certain players that, you know, play well against a particular team. And uh, yeah. definitely goal score props. The, I've definitely put the last couple of years, it really started last year, put a lot more work and effort and time into look and looking into them hard. And I think I've even gone further with that so far this season. So we're going to keep trying to give you some good value when it comes to goal score props here uh, on the ice guys show uh, the rest of the season. All right, Chicago. Would you ever bet the over one and a half goals Ian? Do you ever see those bets? It's kind of incredible what the odds are for them. They, they aren't really true odds, I guess, but uh, yes, we're seeing dry being mentioned right now in the chat. How many two goal games has this guy already had in this young season? No, there's no Crazy. doubt. And there's and there's a lot of books can you can bet multiple goal scorers, you know, two or more. There's some you can bet, and Jimmy's done this before. The lotto ticket, I like to say, <laughs> bet the hat trick that he could scores a hat trick. I mean, just for example, you've got Ranton and plus five thousand to score a hat trick. Pedersen, <laughs> 150 to one. You know, you can really, you know, obviously it's like I say, it's a lottery ticket. It's unlikely to happen, but I actually I'd be, think most, I'd be curious to know how many games this year so far the Oilers have played in or won where Leon or Connor didn't score. Wow, that's not not many off the top of my head. Mm. And if if you get plus one and a plus one hundred on them both to score, and you go one and one, the worst case scenario is you break even. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no doubt. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there's so many different ways you could go about it. You know, there's so many different ways you could attack it from the props. And uh, uh, definitely it's, it's great. I mean, you should definitely look into it and uh, consider maybe. And again, you want you don't want to be betting these the same amount as you bet your full game bets, your sides and your totals, because you're going to be not you're going to go through droughts. You're going to have through with the props, just like with anything else. Yeah. You're going to have a couple nights where hey, it looks lines up. The value is good. The price is good. The situation's good. They're going to get minutes on the ice, but they still don't put the puck in the net. So mm -hmm. you still want to keep these, you know, low risk, high reward, you know, type of bets with the goal scorer props. That's what I do. Very small uh, in terms of the uh, amount. Uh, Chicago and Seattle. Next game, we've got Seattle uh, minus 150 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. And I'm going to be riding the Chicago team one more time uh, here as the underdog in this game. I've been on Chicago, I think, in almost every game since the coaching change. I think I stayed off the Arizona game just because they were like minus 200 uh, in that game. And even the regulation line was minus 140. I stayed off Chicago that night, but I took him against Pittsburgh. They won in a shootout, took him against Nashville in Derek King's debut behind the bench after they got rid of Jeremy Colleton and the entire coaching staff. And they won that game two to one. So they're three and oh, all of a sudden uh, since the coaching change, this Chicago team. And you look at Seattle, they've lost four in a row, including two straight in their brand new building. Uh, and they're having a lot of the same issues all of a sudden that, you know, Vancouver's having, you know, they, their, their defensive play struggled. Philip Grubauer has definitely 
been fighting the puck all season long, and you're seeing Seattle give up five to Arizona, uh, and that's uh, Arizona's only one of their two wins this year was against Seattle. Uh, 4-2 loss to Vegas, 7-4 loss at home to Anaheim, and then a 4-2 loss uh, earlier, or actually it was Sunday night, I believe, against the uh, Seattle Kraken, so uh, Saturday night, I should say. And they've gone over the total suddenly in six straight games, uh, the Seattle Kraken, and most of it because they've just had a harder time keeping the puck out of their own net during that span. Um, the total is five and a half. I'm kind of leaning over. The one concern is, look, Chicago's been really committed to team defense. Their power play is still struggling. Offensively, they're still not lighting it up by any stretch of the imagination. And so I'm kind of torn on the total. Normally, I'd be jumping. You know, at an over five and a half with Chicago, I'd lean that way. But, you know, they have really committed to playing better in front of their goalies under Derek King. There's definitely been a, a, an emphasis on better team defense in the first few games under Derek King and the new coaching staff. And that's been impressive to see from Chicago. And all of a sudden you play a little better team defense in front of your goalie. And it's not a coincidence that both Flurry and Lankinen are both playing a little bit better here the last few games because they're not facing that same you know, incredible amount of danger chances here uh, the last uh, few games since the uh, coaching change. So I lean to the over, but my stronger be- uh, opinion on this game is the side. I like Chicago. I think they're worth riding here as long. They've kept winning since the coaching change, and Seattle's kind of struggling right now. And you're talking about the Kraken in a price range where they're minus 150 uh, in some spots. You're talking about a team that's only uh, 4-11 and 11, uh, on the season. Same record as Chicago. They're both 4-11 and 11 coming into tonight, but kind of get that sense Seattle struggling Chicago starting to pick it up though three straight wins three of their four wins this year have been their last three games so uh, I like the Blackhawks here think they're worth a bet at this uh, road underdog price Andrew your thoughts here Blackhawks cracking I'm, I'm with you on uh, the side and a little bit against you on the on the total I, I like the uh, Blackhawks here I don't want to lay that price with the crack and I've mentioned their numbers were not uh, indicative to what they actually are. Um, I, I've been following a lot of these analytical numbers this year, and they were overachieving. Even in games they weren't winning, they were just hanging around more than I expected them to. Um, but I did say that I feel like they'll play better at home. Um, so we'll see what happens. A home split is interesting for them. But I'll put it this way. As far as both these teams go, and games that have gone over for both these two teams, because large scale right now, they're kind of over teams with five and a halves. Both these teams' opponents were the ones getting these totals over. It's not like in every game they were the ones that were putting the total over. You know what I mean? And sometimes you see that with teams that are trending over. Uh, and it happens in all sports, you know? Um, like, for example... With the Jets, the New York, I know this is football, but with the New York Jets, if they if they put up 10 points in a game, but their opponent puts up 35, you know, can we say it was an over game for the Jets or did they just get demolished? And that's kind of how I feel about both these two teams. A lot of their over games this year have just been them getting crushed um, or, or, you know, some, some good spots for them. But uh, I do lean towards the under, but I like this underdog spot for the Blackhawks. Only thing that worries me is that I just don't really like going against Seattle so far at home on the season. And one more interesting thing about this game I find is, well, Ian, it's two different goaltenders that, let's be honest, they came from completely different teams, completely different teams. And people are kind of ripping on them 
acting like it's their fault because apparently everybody always blames the goaltender. It's always their fault. Um, but we're seeing what happens when two goaltenders that are on that are from the Western Conference on elite teams go to teams like the Blackhawks and an expansion team. They don't look so hot anymore. And I feel like both these goalies will be up for the challenge against uh, their opponent tonight to get us under five and a half. So I like the under just a small lean, but I'm right there with you on Chicago at the plus money price. And yeah. And look at the, nothing, but just uh, unbelievably positive uh, quotes from Chicago's uh, dressing room uh, about uh, Derek King, uh, Patrick King. When you see a guy like that, who is a great NHL player, very effective. He's played in the league for a long time. I think the respect comes right away. Riley Stillman, you want to win for a guy like that. We want to play our hearts out for him. And I think that's what we've shown in the last two weeks. I mean, these are bet on quotes right here. And I know Teddy Covers is a a big quotes guy. Like he loves these coaches' quotes, these players' quotes, and he loves the vibe of the lot. He loves he loves them way more than I do. But I just thought a couple of these that I'm reading from Chicago stand out about Derek King, their new head coach. And Tave saying just, you know, guys feel more relaxed, having more fun. Uh, just going out there uh, that we know what to do on the ice and just play the games. I mean, that's kind of a shot at Colleton there. Holy I shit. I kind of hate now that. Now we know what to do all of a sudden. Yeah. Sometimes I hate that, man. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's it's like hockey, pl- because you can't fire every player on the team, yeah. you know? And it happens every year in hockey. One team underperforms, the coach leaves, and it's the biggest bet on thing in hockey history. Bet a team after their coach gets fired. I, I heard the guys on the Spit and Chillets podcast talking about it. They're like, I even know that strategy. Bet against, bet on the team right after. And it's true. But why is that? Let's think about that for a second. Is it because they get to think that, that the coach was the blame, not their shitty defensive play, not their lack of goal scoring? Oh, yeah, the coach is gone. Everything's going to be great. Like, I hate that, man. Now that coach is at home having his breakfast cereal in the morning thinking, Wow, this team was a hell of a lot better without me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it's a combination of things. One is, look, when the coach, the previous coach gets fired and in the days leading up to that, you're obviously not playing good hockey, and Chicago wasn't. And the dressing room, which is a sanctuary, it's a haven for the players, it's no fun to be in a dressing room when you're just losing game after game after game, you're struggling, you're trying to work through it. And eventually you're like listening to the coach say the same shit. It's like, guy, I mean, we've been saying this for two weeks and we're still not winning, you know? And at some point the frustration mounts and you're still, you're not seeing the results on the ice. It's a quiet room. The coach is saying the same shit he said two weeks ago when you were still losing. And now your exactly, losses yeah. have kept mounting and you just tune it out. But then all of a sudden you get the new guy in. It's not only because, hey, this guy doesn't know me. I got to show I belong on this team. I got to show I belong in the NHL. Now because the new coach doesn't know anything about me. That's number one. And number two, it's a new voice. It's a fresh voice. It's something that gets people's attention more than hearing that same message from the same voice for the exactly. last you know, year or two. Those two elements, I think, play into why a team steps it up performance I'm with first you. few games after the coach. And, and also, some- plus, a lot of them fighting for their lives in terms of staying in the NHL, especially the third and the fourth liners. Like, this guy doesn't know anything about me. Mm-hmm. He may not be a, a, a guy that likes my style or whatever, but I got to go out there and show him that I belong on this roster full uh, long-term. Definitely. Well, even, like, when I played sports growing up, like, if we had – we used to have, like, guest coaches come in and do a workshop for the day. And if that if we have somebody that's that doesn't know any of us, 
we're all like, damn, I got to bust my ass. Like, I got to make sure this guy thinks I'm, I'm, I have good work ethic, you know? So no matter what level it is, a new guy comes around. But uh, Pobody's Nerfect or Nobody's Perfect in our chat is uh, commenting saying, what does Andrew think the job's, the coach's job is? Well, the coach's job isn't to go backhand, forehand, top corner or to handle two-on-ones or to save uh, shots. That's not really the coach's job. You know, I understand the coach was definitely not doing the best job. But to me, it just kind of makes me laugh when one minute this team looks like they can't do anything and you take one guy out of the room and all of a sudden these guys are great hockey players again. You know, the coach wasn't the guy that wasn't scoring goals. He wasn't the guy making the defensive breakdowns. He was not doing his job well. But it, it kind of makes me laugh that in a couple of days span, these guys all of a sudden regain their hockey talent. Yeah, and Poe Buddy's nerfed in the chat. Let's give him credit on the Everly call because he's right, and that's something I think that I'll be looking at as well with Jordan Everly. Like, if you're going to bet someone on Seattle, he's the guy right now. There's no question about that. And you would think they're going to find the back of the net. Even though Chicago's been stingy defensively and better since the coaching change, Seattle at home is going to find the back of the net, I think, at least once or twice. And Jordan Everly's probably as good a player as any to find the back of the net for Seattle. He scored goals now in four of the last five games. He, the hat trick he had against Buffalo, and then he scored three straight after that, or a goal in three straight games after that, Arizona, Vegas, Anaheim. Uh, he finally did get held off the score sheet against Minnesota, but he's the guy you go with right now. He's plus 175, plus 180 to score a goal. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, our great partners here the hockey podcast network and the ice guys show you can bet jordan eberly who's on a point streak as well uh just to score a point minus 125 kind of like with uh, troy terry last night it's like wow that's a pretty good price for a guy on what a five game point streak it's um, incredible it's not incredible. bad at all so to bet that it's crazy to think some of these guys are out there minus 200 you know just to get a point you can get stuff people like that at minus 125 or 130 you know how there's the minus one bet ian you know, puck line and money line half bet. What about the minus one version of props? Half unit or quarter unit on the goal and quarter on the on the point. So that way, you know, uh, it could be a, you know, one and one if the guy doesn't score but gets a point. But I, I, I got to just real quick reiterate again what I'm trying to say here. The point is it's all psychological. These guys, when you get a new coach, Ian had great points and – Look, I've coached amateur sports at, you know, uh, collegiate level a little bit and high school. Um, but when it comes down to it, I've seen coach turnovers. And the fact of the matter is, everybody's acting like right now these players needed some magical game plan to change things. They didn't. It's not like people act like these coaches come in and in a matter of two days, Every single scheme is changed. The tactics are changed. The lines are jumbled. It's not. It's exactly what Ian said. It's the spirit in the room. The coach is gone. There's a new voice. It's all kinds of players realizing, holy shit, our coach just got fired because of us. And then they start winning. So I don't think we can act like, you know, all of a sudden, because, you know, why, why is it that every time a coach gets fired, the next game that team wins because it definitely isn't because he's, you know, implemented all these new strategies overnight and these guys have just regained their hockey touch. It's because they give a shit more the next day and it's a wake up call for them. Unfortunately, you can't fire all kinds of players. So you have to fire the coach and that sends a message to the locker room. 
It does, and it gets people's attention. Everybody snaps to order. Everybody's just a little bit more wired in, locked in uh, all of a sudden because all in all of a sudden that malaise in the lo- waning days of the old coach when you were losing, all of a sudden you've uh, got to whip up that you know focus, drive, intensity uh, on the ice even more, and that's why long-term doesn't always work, but I would say more often than not, you're going to see these teams be bet on teams in the at least in the very first few days. Uh, with the co- now, sometimes after the coaching change, a lot of times they'll win that first game, but then after that, you'll see them lose the second game and the third game, and it doesn't have that, you know, effect, you know, for more than just that initial first game after the change. But th- like with Chicago now, this is three in a row that they've won since the coaching change. So there's definitely something that has clicked now, or is w- just basically. Awaken this team from their slumber more than say other situations where teams have a coaching change. So, and I've been riding it. Like I say, I've had two winners with Chicago uh, since the coaching change. So uh, that's why we're going to look toward them, especially at the price being offered here uh, tonight against Seattle. All right, great discussion there. Final game, or actually, before we get to the final game, we'll mention DraftKings now before we uh, get much deeper in the show since it's a shorter show. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Unbelievable offer from them to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. does not matter if it's a one-timer, a deflection, or a breakaway, a two-on-one. If, uh, if However they light the lamp, you win. Now, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, don't worry, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, it is our final game on this Wednesday slate. Washington Capitals, Los Angeles Kings. We've got uh, even money both sides here, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under in this one. Uh, the uh, Washington Capitals defeated last night uh, by uh, the Anaheim Ducks uh, in that one by a score of three to two. And um, this is a pass for me this game, and I'm concerned for Washington here. You know, Oshie's still out, Mantha's out, and this team's absolutely gutted at the center ice spot right now very shorthanded down the middle and that's not where you want to have cluster injuries but right now that's what washington's got three of their top four centers are out backstrom's been out for a while nick dowd is still on ir and he's a good two-way center and now lars eller uh just ruled out before yesterday's game on in COVID 19 protocol so that's three of your top four centers that are out for the capitals which means you've got evgeny kuznetsov as your top line center for now You've got Connor McMichael, the rookie, who I think is going to be a good player in this league, but now he's getting more responsibility, second-line center. And now you've got two call-ups, essentially your third and your fourth-line centers here, Garrett Pilon and Alexei Protas now, ready to line up as your third-line and your fourth-line center tonight for the Washington Capitals. So depth down the middle is being challenged. 
right now for Washington with uh, the injuries they're suffering at the uh, and the absences that they're suffering at the center ice position going into this game tonight. When you look at the uh, Los Angeles Kings, I'll tell you what, down the middle, they're they're a lot stronger since they got Philip Deneau, a guy uh, Andrew McGinnis knows very well uh, from the uh, Montreal Canadiens. And uh, he looks like he's fit in pretty solidly here for uh, L.A. Again, he's are we concerned with the offense? No. If, if he chips in offensively, if he contributes offensively, that's terrific. But it's obviously his play away from the puck, which got all the accolades and all the uh, praise from uh, everyone last year with Montreal, especially in the playoffs. What did Matthews and uh, and and Lyon, and uh, you know Wheeler and Shifley and guys like that in the Toronto and Winnipeg series do uh, against Montreal, the Vegas series? Even he did a great job checking the likes of Pacioretty and Stone. You know he's an excellent, excellent defensive forward. There's no qu- defensive center. There's no question. Uh, and it was a nice addition by uh, the Kings in the off season uh, to get him. So. Um, Definitely, there's some concern here down the middle for Washington. It is back-to-back, but again, there's no travel involved for Washington. I don't know if I trust them in this spot. Don't know if I trust L.A. either, though, because, look, they're playing great hockey. They're 7-1 and one, uh, in their last eight games. They had the win streak snapped with a 3-2 overtime loss against Winnipeg. The one concern here is this is their first game home off that four-game trip. You know, that's always sometimes a little bit of a tricky spot, not one you want to bet on a team. But the good news is the Kings have had few days off they haven't played since that game Saturday in Winnipeg so they've had three full days off uh, in between the end of that road trip in Winnipeg and this game so I think relatively speaking they still should be maybe not as uh, exhausted jet lagged and worn down uh, as maybe they would be because some teams they barely get a day between games when they're coming home off a road trip they've given LA three days off so the schedule makers have done the Kings a solid here uh, in this one. So for me, don't have a strong take here one way or the other. I think both teams in a little bit suspect uh, scheduling spots here in this one. And look, to be honest, I didn't bet Washington yet last night, but I did lean to Washington and I was surprised Anaheim beat them. And maybe we got to give some of these teams like the Ducks, like the Kings, like the Sharks, these three California teams that have had better than expected starts to the season. Maybe we got to start giving them a little more credit than we have so far. So I'm going to pass on this one. Andrew, do you have anything with Capitals and Kings? I don't just like the Capitals. I really like the Capitals tonight. Uh, despite those injuries, I look down the board at the wins that the Kings had uh, on that big run they were on, and uh, there were games that maybe they should have won, um, or if not, you know, been competitive against. And that Maple Leafs victory they had, the 5-1, that was kind of a bet against spot for the Maple Leafs, if I do recall. Um, they beat Ottawa, they beat Buffalo, they beat my Montreal Canadiens. The Capitals, even with injuries, uh, are, are a different class than the LA Kings. The Kings have improved. They've got goal scoring. They have to know, like you said, but I still think this team in, in uh, Washington is much better. And they're a team that I want to bet off a loss. And despite that game going to overtime last night, excuse me, I'm looking to bet a team that has a 9-1 their last 10 back-to-back game record. Um, this team has not struggled. In fact, they have been great in a back-to-back situation. So, you know, those injuries are why the price is the way it is. But if you're going to give me a pick right now on this Caps roster versus that Kings roster, I'll take the Capitals. Yeah, they're a much younger team right now. Alex Ovechkin and a bunch of youngsters. There's six first-year players, six rookies in the Washington lineup right now. Uh, because of all the absences. Yep. So 
that fascinating. Here's a bizarre stat, and this is just maybe happenstance. It's just a coincidence, whatever you want to call it. LA's won 11 straight against Eastern Conference opponents. How is that? That is absolutely insane to see that. I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that. But uh, no, this is a fascinating game. And you're right. I, li- I like the idea of Washington off a loss. You mentioned their track record on the second night of back-to-backs. It is good. Long-term, this has been one of the better teams in the National Hockey League when it comes to performance on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, and certainly we have seen that here from... It's funny, Inga. Some Capitol. people will just fade them. Some people will just be like, yeah, they're on a back-to-back. It's a bet-against spot. Well, don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, no question. Uh, so in this microphone's case... microphone's back. I think you put the levels down a little bit. You're back. There we go. All right, that's good. Yeah, I had to switch it th- this way. There we go. Uh, hold it in this direction. What happened to your stand? That broke. It just, it just all of a sudden broke. I didn't even break it. I didn't even throw anything. It's not like I was throwing it. I was mad about something. I threw the stand. It just all of a sudden <laughs> fell off the stand, the mic. So that's okay. I'm going to be like Pat Sajak here. We'll hold the mic here. Like a I like having this host. thing. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, it's 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 nice to have a stand. I'll, I'll obviously going to look to probably fix it myself or get another stand, but that's okay. I don't mind holding it. It's good. It gives you a little... Uh, you, you got to work your arms and your muscles a little bit, so that's not bad uh, with uh, you know you t- uh, holding the microphone like this. I can handle it. Uh, all right, good stuff uh, from Andrew. That is the three-game card. Great discussion on the show. That's the nice thing about the shorter cards. We can go into a little more in-depth uh, discussion uh, and analysis on the uh, slate uh, on a day uh, like today for sure. And by the way, the um, goal scorer props, I mean, uh, certainly from a King standpoint, I've talked about this uh, for uh, – the Kings for a few games in a row now, whether it's points, whether it's to score a goal. Uh, the guys you want to look at right now, Adrian Kempe and Alex Iafalo, uh for the uh, LA Kings. Both of those guys, the shots have been there. The points have been there. The, they've scored goals in, in the last five to ten games. Their goal-scoring production has been there. So those are a couple goal-score props to consider for uh, LA at least tonight. I mean, this could be one of those nights where for Washington, don't overcomplicate it. Uh, last night was not a great night against Anaheim. A little, I think it was a quieter night for Ovechkin. I think he got held off the score sheet. That doesn't usually happen two games in a row. So if you want to go to the well with Ovi tonight, could be one of those good nights to do it here uh, against the uh, LA Kings. I know it's only obviously plus 130 uh, for him tonight in this game, but uh, you could do a lot worse because usually in those games where Ovechkin does not score, and last night he did not, uh, the only two goals were Wilson and Pilon. Uh, for the uh, Washington Capitals. So this could be a night Ovechkin, the great eight, uh, gets back on the uh, score sheet tonight uh, for the Washington Capitals. Uh, Great stuff with Andrew. We will wrap things up now with best bets. Uh, Andrew, what do you like for best bet tonight? I'll go with the over in the first game of the night, Ian. I think we'll see some goals in that one. I think it'll be an open ice game. And as much as Vancouver wants to sharpen things up, I got to see it before I can believe it here. Uh, give me the over, uh, Colorado and Vancouver. And I'm not quite sure who will be, be the team that leads the way with that. Uh, Vancouver, it's a big game for them. All right, great stuff. Uh, Vancouver, uh, or Colorado, Vancouver, over six. Uh, best bet for Andrew McGinnis in this one. So I guess if it was good, you know what I'm going to do for my best bet? And uh, it's been a good run lately for the best bets. I was going to go Chicago uh, as an underdog. Because I think from a side or a totals perspective, that is my favorite side or total on the board tonight. The one thing I'm going to go to a goal scorer prop though for my best bet tonight, and as much as I think Colorado could beat Vancouver, I still expect with Vancouver back home getting drilled by Colorado seven to one, 
you'll see effort. You'll see desperation, urgency. I don't know if they're going to be able to defend Colorado, but I expect the effort to be good. The effort was there against Vegas. They just broke down defensively, but they tried hard. They competed hard. Every time Vegas scored, Vancouver answered in that game. Their effort's there. It's just they're struggling in their own end right now. But the guy that has really been at the forefront of trying to turn the tide for Vancouver, and I'm going to go with it, a little value. Let's see if we can hit a best bet at a plus price. Niels Hoaglander tonight, Vancouver Canucks, plus 350. Anytime goal score as a best bet for me on this card. He's getting the shots. I mean, he's getting the chances. He scored in three straight games. He had a multi-goal game as well uh, over the weekend. And he's going to be getting second-line minutes again tonight for the Vancouver Canucks. And there's even times in the last couple games where Green has even put him on the uh, Pedersen line uh, for a shift or two on the top line. But the bottom line is he's going to get the minutes. He has been a factor for the Vancouver Canucks. He's plus 350 to score a goal tonight. It's uh, it's one of the better goal score prop value bets I've seen in a long time. So we're going to go with it for best bet. Niels Hoaglander, Vancouver Canucks, plus 350 uh, for best bet on this uh, Wednesday card. Every Great now stuff, and then yeah. I like to vary it up. Let's give you a prop best bet for a change. Uh, so that's what I'm doing here tonight. Small slate too, so yeah. can't blame you. All right. Great stuff, Andrew. Uh, Thanks uh, for joining me. We thank everybody uh, in the uh, chat for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast for the Ice Guys on all those platforms. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.